There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you. How are you? How you doing, Peter? Living the dream. Thank you. And you're going to make that dream profitable for me, I hope. Well, uh, let's, yeah, let's see. We that's our that's our ultimate goal for anybody we usually sit in front of. But you know, we we like to be realists and tell people there's no perfect financial investment out there. True. And to understand that. But and, I like that better than the sky is falling. Well, on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, and I count on you to say, ah, but the sky is not falling. Thank you. That's because we hear that a lot. We're kind of in normal economics right now, and there's a lot going on that we're going to discuss today. And actually, the uh, Secure Act 2.0 is one of the topics we want to talk yeah, about today. I don't know a lot about that. I mean, I know it better had a big hoopla when it passed Congress. What does it mean to me? Basically, Con- Congress just passed it. Uh, it brings several changes to retirement account rules, okay. uh, breaking down big takeaways, including some unique opportunities and some changes to taxes and planning. Um, so one of the big changes, obviously, is the RMD. You want to hit on that, Sean, about the changes in the RMDs? Uh, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So um, just a backup. RMD? RMD. RMD. Required minimum distribution. Correct. I thought you were saying research and development. That's why. Oh, gotcha. just want to make sure. Okay. So it, until 2019, everybody had to st- start taking money out of their qualified accounts. Those are your IRAs, your 401ks, your 403bs, your 457s, so on and so forth. By the time you were age 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. At age 70 and a half, you started getting a letter saying, take your money out. The Secure Act of 2019 changed that to 72. Because we're all living a little bit longer, right. and now okay. we're allowing people to keep money in their accounts and grow and not pay taxes on it. Well, the Secure Act 2.0, which was signed in December of 2022, now increases that again. So now it goes to age 73. Ooh. So if you are already 72 or turn 72 in uh, 2022, you have to take your RMDs. But if you are turning uh, 72 this year, you get to wait another year. Oh, you get oh. to wait until you're 73. Then you get these little letters that says you have to take out a certain amount. It's about 3% or so, uh, plus or minus. Um, you've got to start taking out and pay the taxes on it. Now they've also, they're phasing it in to age 75. So right now it's 73, mm-hmm. and in two years you can wait until you're 75 for that. So this is a great opportunity for folks to avoid paying taxes for, for a while, um, and they can leave their money in there, and they can allow it to grow. Well. And the key component we've talked about in several shows is it gives you a longer opportunity to do Roth conversions. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It gives you more time to do those conversions and get that money out of that taxable account in the future mm. and pay the taxes on your terms now, understanding that futuristically, let's face it, with COVID and everything that's happened in this in this country for the last three years- the government has really had the money machine cranking mm-hmm. out to the amount. I mean, people have just been handed money left and right. You know, eventually we all have to wake up as Americans and realize this is something we are going to have to pay back. And there's two ways to pay it back. And the first is, you know, reducing government spending. And I kind of chuckle at that because I've never seen a government really do that. Yeah. 
Uh, and number two is raise taxes to start to pay down on the debt. And that's where we're going to end up eventually going. So if you're not sitting down in front of a professional and having these conversations, you could be creating a, you know, a potential tax bomb in the future with the potential raises that are going to come down the road, as opposed to sitting down with a professional and saying, Hey, I mean, this tax now I can manage moving money on my terms. I'm willing to pay the taxes now and never pay them again, get them over into that Roth. And then down the road, when you need money and you need to take money out, you don't want it to affect social security benefits or other taxable Mm -hmm. um, types of items. You can take it out of the Roth and it doesn't go to your, 1040 statement as income because the Roths are not included in the RMD. That's correct. Correct. Okay, That's correct. There you and, go. and this, you know, this is great for the saver. They can wait until they're 73 or 75. If they if they don't do those conversions and they wait, they can they can save on their taxes. But what you're creating is a bigger taxable issue for your beneficiaries. You've allowed this account to grow bigger. Mm-hmm. When you leave your IRA or your 401k to your son or your daughter, or your grandson, whatever it might be, they're going to have to pay taxes on that. And prior to the SECURE Act of 2019, you could do what they called multi-generational IRAs. That meant if you left your IRA to your grown daughter, she had a lifetime to take it out. Mm-hmm. It was not that big of a deal. Now, let's say your daughter that you leave your $800,000 IRA to, let's say she's making $400,000 a year as an attorney in Boston. She has to take it out within 10 years now. That's a lot of money. That's now, a big chunk. Ooh. That's a big chunk. And that's going to go right to their 1040 and be taxable income mm. uh, each time that comes out. So creating that Roth, you're actually giving a little gift to your beneficiaries by paying the taxes up front. Makes sense. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So yeah. eventually you're saying... It'll go to seventy-five. It will. That for the are seventy-three now, and then yep. in two years, I believe it goes to seventy-five. Wow. So, do we see that escalating as we live longer? I, that's a tough one. I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Um, probably eventually. I think we're in a holding pattern for a while. Wow. Um, and and yeah. one of the other key components of why they're, I think they're doing this is not only are we living longer. Yeah. People are working longer. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. at their jobs True. much longer, yeah. and they. There are a lot of people in their 70s who still want to be contributing to 401k plans and 403bs. And, you know, at 70, 70 and a half, if you're putting in and then you're forced to take out, I mean, you know, it, it's, um, thing, times are, times are changing. So yeah. you want to, you want to pay attention to all these changes that are going on down in Washington. And if you're not one of those people that really pays attention to, you know, that type of news, then it's so important to get in front of a financial advisor like Sean or myself and ask us the questions. What's changed? What do I have to do different? What does it look like in the future? What kind of roadblocks do you see that may pop up for me in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and allow us to sit down with you and put plans together that say, hey, we got this covered. If that happens, this is what we've been doing. If this happens, this is what we've been doing. You want to explore all your options and educate yourself on the best retirement plan you can put together for yourself. That's the key thing, Steve. You got to you got to have a plan. You can't just you know uh, hope uh, that it all works out. You've got to put a plan in place, and, and having a written plan uh, is key. It really solidifies you know what you're doing. It, it um, does. Yeah. And the number of people that I've sat in front of over the last twenty years, and I, I've been in rooms with two hundred people talking about you know retirement planning and 
personal finance. And one of the first questions I always ask is, how many people in this room have a retirement plan? Everybody raises their hand. I've got a 401k. Yep. <laughs> that's the, that's right. I got a 401k. I have a 403b. I have a 457. I have a SEP. I have a simple. All these different retirement they are not retirement plans. They are a component of your retirement plan. You have to understand all the other parts of the puzzle in order to put a proper plan together to make sure, look at your ultimate goal in retirement is what? I love my money. Don't outlive your money. <laughs> you got it. Don't outlive it. Right. And so that's where Sean and I come into play yep. and we educate you and we look at all the different ways that you can, you know, go into retirement and, look at your specifics based on what you want to do, whether it's, you know, a house in Florida or hanging out in New Hampshire and gardening or fishing or riding your motorcycle. I mean, the list yep. goes on and on, yep. but we're going to take all those things into consideration when putting a plan together to make sure that you can attain those goals. Are people better now when you ask that question about, do you have a retirement plan? And now not all the hands going up going, I got a 401k. I, I think there is a lot more people who are getting on board with understanding okay. the educational process. It's a component. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, you know, that was pushed. If you go look back to 2008 and the surveys that were done to most people who were affected by 2008, the big question was, what were they all lacking? And it was education. Yeah. And that's, you know, since then, you know, We've always pushed education. That's our number one goal when sitting down with anybody is to educate you and to make you understand that there's a lot of different ways to plan a retirement. You were talking about 401ks and uh, what are the other ones? Oh, there's 403Bs, 403Bs 457s. They 457. typically have to do with the type of employer you have. What's a 529? Um, well, a 529 is a college savings plan. Ah, that's yep. the one. So okay, that's a that's a college savings plan. Um, typically, an, a, an adult sets it up for a minor child. Yeah. Um, and they can put money in, and it grows tax free over time, and then it can be used for educational expenses. It's been liberalized over the years, which has been great. It used to be only post secondary education, i.e., only college. Now you can use it for a, a private, uh, you know, high school, oh. you know, other other things like that. Um, but there's been a tremendous change uh, to what you can now do with a five. 529 plan not everybody goes to college right right and that's fine i i don't think everybody should no I but you know if grandma and grandpa set up that 529 yeah. plan and it's been growing over the years and little johnny decides not to go to college now they're faced with having to transfer to another child a relative family member maybe there isn't one or if they can't do that then they've got to take it and pay a penalty and taxes on it so what they have done Ooh. with this new code is now you can transfer the 529 into a Roth. That's a big so, that's a big deal right yeah. now. Yeah. So if yeah. the child doesn't go to college and they can't spend the money on, on education, now all of a sudden you go into a Roth and they've got a big jump start on retirement savings. It's that, huge. It's a, that's a big deal. Wow. I, I mean, because there are the restriction on the 529 plan with most people was, you know, I want to start it for my grandkid who's uh, you know, 3 months, right, 6 right, months right. old. You don't know what that child's going to do in 18 years or even 12 years, you know, private school. But what if he didn't want to go to college, but he wanted to go to plumbing, heating, and HVAC school? Could that, that money? I believe that was, if it was uh, like an accredited uh, a tech, you know, a tech school, tech school, yeah, yeah, right. that was liberalized to allow for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
which was super important. It really is, yeah, because we need we need folks like that. Correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the five twenty nine plan is is a great alternative now. But I like the Roth Roth on that because that that holds people back. They're like, well, I don't know if I'm you know am I going to start this and my my daughter's only going to have one child. So you know, in the old days, if you had the five twenty nine and you were doing it for one kid, like Sean had mentioned. And that child didn't go to college. Yep. Now all that money is a taxable event. Yep. Well, no longer mm-hmm. is that true. Wow. As long as the money, let's be specific here, as long as the money goes to who? The beneficiary. The beneficiary. The, the, the child. The child. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. The parents can't use it. Right. Or the grandparents. Let's be. Yep. You know, it was so. set up for the little Susie or little Billy, right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some strings attached to this thing. The IRS, I mean, we're, we're watching the IRS bulletins on a daily basis, seeing what, what they are. Uh, it's not just a, you know, a blank check, um, right. but it's, it, is an, it's, it is a tremendous opportunity. They've made another change to Roth, which I am super excited about. Ooh. For years now, um, they have allowed a Roth portion of a, somebody's 401k. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, you put your money uh, out of your paycheck in, and you could say, you know what, I want it to go to a Roth sleeve. That means you pay the taxes now, it goes into the Roth, and it grows. Again, we talked about this over and over again, tax-free. But the employer, your match, always had to go into a pre-tax account or qualified one, meaning that they would put their 5% match in, and yep. if that was $5,000 a year, that's not taxable, and it grows. And then when you retire, you now have two sleeves. you got a Roth sleeve and right. a... Not Roth sleeve, all right? And that that not Roth sleeve, you're going to have to pay taxes on when you take it out. Now, you can direct your employer, if you have a Roth option, to make their match in a Roth account, which is amazing. So now that is going to grow tax-free alongside your contributions forever. Makes sense. And you have to pay taxes on it in the year they match it. So if that's $5,000, you're going to have to treat that as income, pay taxes this year. But here's the other thing. You're 100% vested on day one. Ooh, I like that. Right? A like lot that. of people are not staying at their yeah, jobs at for the five. Jobs. So if you've got a five-year vesting period and, you know, you leave after three years, you're leaving money on the table. You can't take it because you're not mm-hmm. fully vested. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have your employer do this Roth contribution, you're vested on day one. Now, and, and I have the Roth sleeve that I set up. Great. Uh, and then, but they were giving to the employer and the employer couldn't do it in Roth. So that was part of my RMD. And uh, yeah, the okay. Thing, okay, so I, well, yeah, that's yeah, part yeah, of yeah. the 401k, which builds up. Okay, I got to take more out for yeah. the RMD. Yeah, it's like hello, even though I directed to go to Roth. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, part it, half of that or it, a chunk of that. You, was, you bring up a great point. Thank what you. people don't realize is if you have a Roth account in your 401k and you retire, yep. okay, and you leave your money in your 401k. I'm not a big fan of that, but some people do. You have required minimum distributions of your Roth money in that 401k. You used to until this new Secure Act. Now you don't have RMD obligations in Roth 401k money. Ah. It's not a taxable event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah. you can now leave it there, which is a nice, I like a it. nice thing. I like it. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast, presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888 333 3818. Or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.